Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to After the Fact. Welcome to After the Fact, the weekly trivia quiz game here on Clamaris Community Radio. I'm your host, John Nolan, and in this series, we are doing a year in every episode. And tonight, we are going back to 1966. So, without any further ado, let us go and meet tonight's teams. In front of me, we have one member of the blue team is in the building, so say hello, please. Hello, my name is John Martin. I'm a solicitor from Galway. Very Glad you came to keep me company here uh, yeah. in the studio somebody tonight. Somebody has to, somebody has to. And John's teammate coming to us across the Irish Sea. This is the furthest we've gone so far. Say hello, please. Hello there, I'm Paddy Duffy. I'm from Donegal, currently based in London. And what I do for a living is an enduring mystery to all. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll have gotten to the bottom of it by the end of the episode, Paddy. You never know. Uh, oh, I'm sure I'll have a few anecdotes. <laughs> thank you for joining us this evening. Uh, how you feel? Thank you. This, is your, to be here. this is your debut. Yes, yes, I'm looking forward to it. I've been I've been uh, listening with uh, with with uh, great intent over the last couple of weeks. So um, yes, I'm I'm delighted to be uh, kidding out for the Blues tonight. That's good to know. Okay, let's go across the table and we will say hello to the red team. Uh, hello, it's uh, Michael Coyne. Um, I work in the law school in NUIG. Um, my name is Dave Finn. I'm originally from Charlestown, but I'm now based in Galway, and I work in the administrative section and examination sections of the university here in Galway. Well, firstly, David, it's great to have you. Great to have you on your de- another debut maker here tonight, and also you've given us by far in this whole series the longest description of your job that anyone that's has be- yet done. That's be- that's because it's just easier to say that than actually explain what I do because that would take up the rest of the show. <laughs> Okay, well, I wish you guys the best of luck there in Galway. Okay, let's go and meet the final member of our team. It is, of course, our robot scorekeeper, Clancy. And we say hello, Clancy. Good evening. Good evening, everyone. Real high-powered match we have tonight, I think. Ooh, boy. <laughs> Ooh, boy. You know, you know something, John? I've, I've been over working in the media here for quite a while, but I've never well, had a robot as a hype man before. So I'm really, I'm really looking forward to this now. <laughs> Okay, with, with, with that out of the way, let us proceed to round number one. Round one is our multiple choice round. In this round, each player will be posed a question with three possible answers. If they give me the right answer on their own, they get two points for their team. They can choose to confer with their teammate if they want, but they will only get one point for a correct answer. In that case, if they give me a wrong answer, the two remaining options will go across to the other side where the team can confer and can get maybe one bonus point. It's an even, no, sorry, it's an odd-numbered show tonight, episode 11. So we're starting with the red team. David and Michal, who is going first for you? Sure, I'll go. All right, Mikey. After 143 episodes spread over six seasons, the final episode of which famous TV show starring Alan Young, Connie Hines and Bamboo Harvester was aired in February of 1966? 
Your options are The Beverly Hillbillies, Mr. Ed, or Get Smart. Uh, Mr. Ed. Is correct for two points. Bamboo Harvester there being, of course, the The actor. (laughs) The actor who portrayed Mr. Ed. Okay, across we go. Paddy or John, who's up for you? Uh, John, f- you've you've got uh, you've got A level there. You've got mission <laughs> Do you want to go first? I'll go first. I can't <laughs> read the questions from here though, which is pain. Like, you know. <laughs> John, your question. Sure. On Sunday, March twenty seventh, a black and white collie dog called Pickles shot to fame after he discovered what item at the bottom of a garden hedge in South London? Was it A, the football World Cup? B, a tiara belonging to Queen Elizabeth? Or C Oliver Cromwell's head. That would be the World Cup. Yes, it was. It was uh, stolen and then, well, I think they were, there was a gang looking for ransom, but they kind of, something went wrong with the plan, shall yeah. we say. And Pickles was the hero who discovered it. Right, back we go. David. In what would turn out to be a very efficient final act as Taoiseach, who stood up in the doll on November the 10th and simply stated, I have resigned. Was it A, Eamon de Valera, B, John A. Costello, or C, Sean Lamas? Well, like it would have been all three, but thankfully it was uh, Sean Lamas. That's correct. And he's getting in, even 50 years later, he's getting in some political points there. <laughs> and across we go to Paddy. Final question. Paddy, speaking of Eamon de Valera, in 1966, he was re-elected as President of Ireland. Whom did he defeat in that election by just 10,500 votes or less than 1% of the electorate? Did he defeat James Dillon or Erskine Childers or Tom O'Higgins? I was his campaign agent as it goes to Tom O'Higgins. <laughs> I remember it well. <laughs> yes, indeed, it was Tom O'Higgins. That's the correct answer. So a clean sweep there of round one. I'm very proud of you all. Let's go and, for the sake of propriety, check out the scores with Clancy. Blue team four points. Red team four points. Of course it is. Right. On we go to round number two. This is our connections round. In this round, I will give the teams two pieces of information. If they can tell me there and then what links them, they will get three points. They can ask for a third and indeed a fourth piece of information, but they will be playing for two and one points respectively. A wrong answer at any point will see all four pieces of information given across to decide who can potentially get a one point bonus. We flip the coin there and uh, the red team, that's Mike and Dave, are going to go first. Are you ready, guys? Yes, do this. Your first two pieces of information are Desilu Productions and Majel Barrett. That's the first episode of Star Trek. Yeah, Star Trek. We're going to play, John. First episode of Star Trek. I'm already giving you the three points for that. It's correct. It was called The Man Trap. And that was going to be the uh, third piece of information. And Gene Roddenberry was there as the fourth piece of information. But that was not needed. Okay. Over we go to John and Paddy. Your first question. Your first two pieces of information are Thomas Kirk. And Liam Sutcliffe. Hmm. Thomas Kirk, Liam Sutcliffe. I can say, Paddy, I don't have a clue at the moment. Well, what was the what was Sutcliffe's first name again? Sorry, John. Sorry, Liam. Liam Sutcliffe. Liam Sutcliffe. Thomas 
Thomas Kirk, Liam Sutcliffe. Are they are they gay men? I wonder whether they be gay men. I do not know. But I've I've not heard of them, so they could well be gay men. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> will we will we go for will we will we go for another one, John? I think we need another one. Yeah, yeah. We'll try again. Okie doke. So here comes your third piece of info. We now have Thomas Kirk, Liam Sutcliffe, and the Dubliners' first single. Dubliners' first. Dubliners' first single. I don't know. Tom. Oh, hold on a minute. Hold on. The Dubliners' first single. Would this be something to do? Um, could it be a commemoration of the um, oh, fifty years of of, of the of, of the, the of the, oh well, it could be it could be the raisin, yeah, it could be the raisin, fifty years, it was or it could be it, or it could be something it could be something else that comes up later in the show <laughs> that I'm loath to, to blue at this point. Um, let's see, the Dubliners, the Dubliners first thing, would it be about the raisin or? Sure, I'll come out and say it. Would it be anything to do with with um, John or uh, John? Do you think about the um, blowing up in Nelson's Nelson's pillar? Oh, that happened then, yeah. Uh, Could that be some sort of? Well, might might they have done some? They might the Dubliners have done some elegy to that, and the and they're the two lads that. All right, uh, tell you that, what. That- that could, be, that could be the fourth clue and it's the it's commemoration of the rising because I think that's what the IRA did for the commemoration. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, each to their own, I suppose. Yeah. It's kind of uh, pillars for pillars for courses, yeah. I suppose. Um, well, we'll, we do, yeah, we'll, we'll we go with that then. Well, we say, we'll just go in and say Easter rising and then if we need to prompt, we've got our, oh, well, <laughs> we've got well, our charges set. <laughs> I don't mind. You, you, you go for it if you want. Yeah, let's go. Right, John, we'll, we'll play 50th, 50th Easter Rising commemoration. Oh. Ah. Oh. I'm afraid that is incorrect. Mike and, uh, Mike and Dave, here are your four clues. Thomas Kirk, Liam Sutcliffe, the Dubliners' first single, and the one-handed adulterer. What, the one-handed It could be the death of Flanna Brown. He died in '66. And seven. I would have thought the first the first single was Seven Drunken Nights, but no, that's the first hit they had across the water. Whether it's their first single, I don't know. Liam's Kirk and Thomas Sutcliffe. Thomas Kirk, Liam Sutcliffe. Never heard of them. No, I thought they were on to something. Nelson's pillar. One hand, one handed, one handed adulterer. I, I, it's possibly possible, Flanna Brown, but Jesus, I don't know. I would, I would be. That's meant to be his gimme glue, the fourth one. Uh, yeah. That's the one that brings everything yeah. together. <laughs> so the Dubliners' first single, you think, is? I thought it was Seven Drunken Nights. Okay. Which is a comp, which is a comp, but it's the first one I know they had. I mean, they could have had singles before. That, that isn't based on a like. It doesn't. It could be. It could be from a player or from a, of a story. Actually, or it's, it's definitely based on something. But like I said, the only thing I can think of a one-handed adulterer, which is. Not where I thought we'd end up. Um, <laughs> is 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 the death of Flanagan Brown? All right, let's let's play that. Death of Flanagan Brown, Brown okay. and Norman. Oh, fair enough. So, um, well, so, so, so <laughs> well, to be fair, someone did say the right answer, but they just didn't play it. So, uh, John, I think you've been fierce mean there. <laughs> <laughs> presumably, presumably, the one-handed adulterer is Nelson himself, on account of him having having lost oh, it in any wars. Of course, uh, yes. Uh, in uh, Ulysses by James Joyce, uh, the statue is climbed by two of the characters who look up and refer to him as the one-handed adulterer. 
the Dubliner's oh. first single was called Nelson's Farewell. Sure, they played with his head, didn't they? <laughs> mm. <laughs> I think there was a video of that, yeah. Uh, Liam Sutcliffe is the man who, um, about 10 years back, admitted to being the, pl- uh, the guy who planted the bomb. And we go back to Thomas Kirk, who was a Victorian um, sculptor who designed the pillar. So, Nelson's pillar, the bombing thereof, was the answer there. David and Mike, your next question. Here are the, fir- the first two pieces of information. The Central African Republic and Syria. Uh-huh. Central African Republic and Syria. Unless they were in the sixties. No. Hmm. What connection does Syria have with the Central African Republic? Okay. It wouldn't be a total leap in the dark to say that one would have gotten independence from then. Yeah, but Syria But Syria was like, no, where, where would they come into the picture? Unless we're looking, unless we're looking at peacekeeping missions, UNIFIL and that sort of thing, but I don't think we ever went to Syria. And I think we went to Ghana and Chad. We went to Ghana, we didn't know we didn't go to Central African Republic. Mm. Okay, no, oh, no let's right. get next one. No, another bit of info, John. Sure thing. So we got Central African Republic, Syria, and Nigeria. Like hugely helpful. It's a world tour of... See, I know that Nigeria didn't get independence in that year because John did it in a previous round and he said it was before 64. So, um, yeah, it's nothing to do with independence then. Didn't qualify for the 1966 World Cup, I think is a very loose connection. Um, <laughs> Nigeria, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take, take a form. All right, Uh, Central African Republic, Syria, Nigeria, and Argentina. Who definitely did qualify for the World Cup. Oh, okay, hold on. Right. I have thought of a connection between two of these. So so on on that basis, I'm going to take a punt on the four. At least there was an Argentinian chap was assassinated that year. And I have... Was it was it coups? Yeah, that they basically had they, 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 their 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 leaders were assassinated and they they were uh, you know. I, I, I will go. I mean, Nigeria and Argentina both except could have had coups. Syria it would have been the start of Assad. Central African Republic it only ever turns up when you go and it's always when it's the answer when you can't think of any other answer. So um, I'm happy to go with that. I mean, I, I have nothing better to give. So yeah, let's go for it. All right, John. Yes. Yeah. Do you want us to play? Let's play. <laughs> Should we play coups or assassinated leaders? He's already shown well, that he's been. Yeah, yeah, he's been. been coups, coups that led to military coups that led to the assassination of leaders. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I will, I will show that I am. Uh, yes, I was just looking for. They were all countries that had successful coups d'etats in that year, 1966. Okay. Central African Republic on New Year's Day. Syria in February the 23rd. Nigeria, sorry, it already had one on January uh, the 15th. And Argentina, June 28th. Right. Wow. Back across we go to John and Paddy. So, are you ready, boys? Yep. Your, your, uh, yes, let's move it. Your question is, your first two pieces of information are Ted Moore and Robert Bolt. Ted Moore, Robert Bolt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you thinking, John? They're, uh, they're not... Leaping out at me, Ted no. Murr. Ted Murr makes me think it might be something Washingtonian. Uh, Ted Murr sort of sounds like a 
like a staffer or something. Uh, no, I don't think there's not nothing. It's not ringing any bells. You said Ted Ted Moore, did you say, John? I said and Ted Moore Edward. and mm-hmm. Robert Bolt. Robert Bolt. Hmm. Well, will we will we go for another clue, John? Another clue. I I I have no yeah. idea with those. Okay, we got Ted yeah, Moore, Robert Bolt, and Fred Zinnerman. Fred Fred Zimmerman. Zinnerman. Fred Zinnerman. Z i n n e m a n n. Yeah, now that name sounds familiar. Um, I wonder will this be something to do with the Warren Commission? See, these these feel like I've heard these in the context of an American political discussion. I wonder, is this some sort of, would this be some sort of, um, I've definitely heard that name, Zinnemann. Oh, let's, uh, since he's sparky tonight, shall we go for our final clue instead of see where we, where we land, John? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'd have loved that cool question, that which we would have got. <laughs> Ted Moore, Robert Bolt, Fred Zinnemann, and Paul Schofield. Oh, I know this. I read this. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, John, John Martin's gone full uh, head and hands over here now. Just to give you some oh, colour commentary. Um, I, I read this. I'm, I'm, I read Schofield. I'm less sure. I, I read something about Schofield. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the magazine it was in or anything? No. <laughs> it was on a Wikipedia page. It was called page. Wikipedia. But... <laughs> oh, dear. I, uh... Are they all people that didn't win something at the 1968 Olympics? <laughs> <laughs> Watch it now. I think you have <laughs> Let's see. I've, I nah. can't. Can, can you like? Does Paul Schofield sound like anything in the American context to you? Because that's of, of all those names, that's the one that's really kind of thrown me a bit sideways. Paul Schofield is the only one there that I I, I remember reading recently at all <laughs> at all, and I can't. You can't remember a thing about it. Can't remember no. a thing about it. All I remember was saying, "Better not confuse that with Philip Schofield later." <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, the the only the only thing that I have is the only thing that I have is the Warren Commission. That's the only thing I can think of. It's not that, but we might as well say something. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why not? Well, we'll we'll tremulously play John and say the Warren Commission. That's wrong. I'm afraid that is incorrect. Cross mm. we go, gentlemen. Um, I would. I was. I'm slightly thrown by the year, as in I. Personally, would have thought it was later, but um, I'm pretty sure it's a man for all seasons. Uh, yes, it is. Paul, Paul definitely wrote it. I didn't know it was Fred Zinnemann that directed it. It is. Paul Schofield is Thomas Moore, and Ted Moore is just some bloke you made up. <laughs> uh, so they're all involved in A Man for All Seasons, which was released in December of 1966. And they all won Oscars, in fact, the following year. Oh, so mm-hmm. Fred Zinnemann for Best Director, uh, Paul Schofield for Best Actor, Robert Bolt for Best Adapted Screenplay from his own play, and Ted Moore won Best Cinematography, brackets oh, colour. Oh, very good. Very good. Yeah. Right, so with that seamlessly done round out of the way, 
Let us Time see how the score stands with Clancy before we take our first dead break. Blue two four points. Red two nine points. So it's a nine points to four lead for the blue team. We're going to take a first dead break, so please don't go away. We're back in about three minutes' time. You're welcome back. It's After Fact here on Clamars Community Radio. Tonight, the questions are all about 1966. I am your host, John Nolan, and I'm joined by two teams, as always. The red team, that is Michal Coyne and Dave Finn, are on nine points. A nice, clear five-point lead over the blue team, which is John Martin and Paddy Duffy. We move on to round three. Round three is our audio round. In this round, I will play a piece of music for the teams, and they have to... Firstly, tell me the name of the artist and the song title for a point. There will then be two subsequent questions on the song. Each is worth one point. Any wrong answers, we'll see it go across for a bonus to their side. We're going to start with the team that's trailing. That is the uh, blue team. Are you ready, John and Paddy? Yep. Here comes your first, Let's go. first piece of music. Something in your eyes was so inviting something in your smile was so exciting something in my heart told me i must have you okay so what was the name of that song and who is performing elvis (laughs) (laughs) that is my go-to answer that, that was uh, Strangers in the Night by Frank Sinatra. That is correct. Okay, you've got uh, two subsequent questions on that. First one. Released in May 1966, this gave the Sinatra family their second number one in the Irish charts in that year. Which song had been the first to hit the top of the charts? Well, the Sinatra family, John, I, I presume that must be something stupid, uh, I imagine. Yeah, Would you be happy with that? I'd be happy with that. Okay. Yeah, we go for something stupid, John. I'm afraid that Ooh. was something stupid. Oh, something stupid uh, indeed. <laughs> so, these boots are made for walking, John. These boots are made for walking uh, by Nancy uh, was the answer. Ooh. We go for Sugar Town. Thinking the camera, yeah, I came after it, yeah. Patty and John, go second on. question. In 1969, Fred Silverman, head of daytime programming at the US network CBS, <laughs> Used a line in this song as the basis for the name of which famous kids TV character? John, do you know this one or no, from Strangers in the Night? John, is it? Yes, Strangers in the Night. I, th- I think I know this one, John. Go if on. you, uh... Yeah, go, go for it. Go for it. Well, at at the tail end of it, he goes dooby dooby doo. So it's uh, I think it's Scooby Doo is the answer. Oh, nice one. That is correct. Well done. Yes. Well done. Yeah, dooby-dooby-doo. Dooby-dooby-doo. Dooby-dooby. A mere few years ahead of uh, of Dumb Believables. <laughs> <laughs> okay, across we go to uh, David and Mike. Here's your first piece of audio. In restless dreams I walked alone Narrow streets of cobblestone Neath the halo of a street lamp I turned my collar to the cold and damp When my eyes were stabbed By the flash of a neon light We split the night Okay, chaps, uh, song title and artists, please. 
Right, the sound of silence, uh, Simon and Garfunkel. He's correct. Your two subsequent questions. Simon and Garfunkel met in school and became a duo at the age of just 14. The following year, they released their first record, Hey Schoolgirl, a song imitating their idols, the Everly Brothers. Under what stage name did they perform Hey Schoolgirl? See, there's a distinct advantage of listening to certain other shows you've done, John, because this was a question on one of them, and it's Tom and Jerry. Oh. <laughs> Fanboy gets it. A <laughs> lot <laughs> to be said for doing your homework for this yeah. thing. To, uh... And last question. This very year, Paul Simon, now age 76, will be embarking on what he has announced will be his final tour. What name has he given to this tour? It's the same as another hit of Simon and Garfunkel's in 1966. Hmm. It's going to come from that. It's going to come from Bridge of Trouble, always. Yeah. Homeward Bound. Okay. Well, that sounds like it. Yeah. It's, I mean, I'm not saying it is, but Homeward... If you think it's going to be on Bridge, Bridge of... If it's on Bridge of Trouble, I think Homeward Bound is on it, so... Well, uh, no, it wouldn't be, because that is not that album later. I mean, this is from... That album's called Sounds of, Sounds of Silence. No, it's not. Oh no! I still think Homeward Bound might more. Is 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 yeah, well, I mean, it, Homeward it, Bound is my It's Gans, yeah. yeah. Homeward Bound, John. It's correct. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I suppose it is a good name for a farewell tour. Right, uh, back over we go to Paddy and John, and here's your piece of music. Cause I'm leaving in the morning, and I must see you again. We'll have one more night together till the morning brings my train, and I must go. Okay, song title and artist, please. Well, I've got the artist. Then, uh, do you want to do the? Do you want to do the the honors, or shall I? Uh, you can do it because all I have is the artist and. Uh, uh, and I could punt on the thing, but I'm not passing this one over. <laughs> Grand, yeah. yeah, yeah, we really can't afford to do much more, no. though, can we? No. Um, it's, it's, uh, in, in which case, John, it's the monkey's last train to Clarksville. Correct, yes. Yeah. Two subsequent questions. Which member of the monkeys sang the lead vocal on this track? Ooh, um, I think that was Mickey Dolan's. That's all right by me. All, all I know the as is the short one, the tall one with the hat and whatever. Like, so. <laughs> I think he's... This is, yeah, I, th- I think this was the, the, the sanguine drummer uh, is, uh, is who I think it was. I think, yeah. We'll go for that then. Yep. Yeah, oh, Mickey well, Dolan's drum. It's correct. Well, I already assumed you. That's right. You said that. So that's Mickey Delen- Dolan's or Delen's. I don't know how to pronounce it myself. Last question on that. This song was a number five hit here in Ireland. The group has had two number ones here though. Both of those songs included which word in their titles? Oh, it must be um, it must be believer, a daydream believer, and yeah. I'm a believer. Yeah, very good. Well done. Well done. All the points there. Okay, that's Almost. more. That's more like that's it. That's more like it. All the points to Paddy. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> and the final piece of audio for the round is for uh, David and Mike. And here we go. Take time, I know it But in a while You're gonna be mine I know it We're doing it in style Cause I made my mind up You're going 
Okay, Jeff. Right, see you, Dave. That's uh, Sunshine Superman by Donovan. Correct. Two questions on that. Uh, two future members of which massive rock group played as session musicians on the recording of Sunshine Superman? Oh, good grief. Yeah. Okay, well, there's, mm, there's two that jump out at me, and I don't want to say them because... Uh, <laughs> one, yeah. one, 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 one definitely does. So, like, guys... Um, there's, 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 there's one set of guys. Um, and the other one... From, a, from one massive band, you say? Two future members of which massive rock band played as session musicians on the recording of Sunshine Superman. Yeah, well, it's more likely given the setting. Should we I play just, that? Yeah, because I know there were session musicians. So I just wonder if it was um, if one of them might have been Jimmy Page and it was Led Zeppelin. Uh, yes, it is Led Zeppelin. That's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jimmy Page it's and John Paul. The wings. <laughs> Unlucky, Paddy. Jimmy Page and John Paul Jones both performed mm. on that track. Your last question. In what city was Donovan Leach born in 1946? Well, he's, he has a Scottish accent, but that means nothing. Rod Stewart claims to be Scottish, but what does that prove? Um, <laughs> God almighty. So it's Donovan Leach. He is Scottish. Ah, oh, it's a punch after that. Go. But take your punch. Uh, there's only one of four really it could be for you Scottish so it's a 25% game go for Edinburgh Edinburgh ah. yeah yeah we, we get it yeah. <laughs> I was so yeah, not prepared I was so not prepared you were flying so hard and so high there that I wasn't prepared with the wrong noise so final question of the round could be a bonus for Paddy and John in what city was Donovan born in 1946 Kind of narrowed it down for them. See, so <laughs> he, well, here's here's the thing, John. I thought I thought he might have been born in Liverpool. Then go for it. I yeah. Uh, but it, but I, he's got yeah. But he's also sort of got a night. Well, uh, the the Scottish thing makes a fair point, and also he bizarrely enough, I think he he lives in what is now Declan Ganley's house. So it's what? I don't know. If he moved, I don't know if he, Where are you coming up with this moved. stuff? <laughs> This is this is this is legit. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know where it comes from. I just I'm I'm just a mouthpiece for it. Really. But um, it just arrives. I, I doubt he's born in Galway. But he, um, well, we Liverpool was the first one that jumped out at me. Liverpool, the yeah, Liverpool is a, is a fair one. one. Well, we, well, well, I was thinking actually that the Scottish point is a fair one. Um, should we say Glasgow? Do you think? Oh, do you think Dave would be messing with us there? Like, <laughs> I need. I, it is only a bonus, guys. I do need you to. I would say go with your first instinct. Plump on something. Okay, yeah, let, let's go with our first instinct. Uh, we'll say, let's say Liverpool. Okay. Oh, it was Glasgow. Ah, no way. <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs> I said I narrowed it down, so we went for something. I oh, I, I never believe what you say, Dave. <laughs> you narrowed it down, and then they went wide again. <laughs> John, why would we go for the wrong answer when it was my question? <laughs> You're just that devious. <laughs> All right, let's check the scores before we take our second ad break. Blue team nine points. Red team 15 points. 15 points to nine. So we'll be back in a few minutes' time. Please do not go away. 
you're welcome back. It's After the Fact here on Clamaris Community Radio. I'm John Nolan, your host. Tonight, the questions are all on 1966. After three rounds, the red team, which is Dave Finn and Michael Coyne, are on 15 points. Six ahead of the blue team, John Martin and Paddy Duffy. However, we've now reached round four. Everything can change here. This is our 20 questions round. In this round, the team that's in control gets asked a question. If they get it right, they get a point, but they also get to keep control, which means they get the next question. This can go on until at most five in a row have been answered correctly, at which point they will have to give control of the game over, but they will get a bonus sixth point for that achievement. Any wrong answer will see it immediately go across for a potential bonus, and the other side will get the next question as well. Starting with the team that's trailing, that's the blue team. Are you ready, chaps? Uh, yeah, go on. Okay. Yes, indeed. Well, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> Question one. First broadcast in 1960, the final episode of which TV series was aired on April the 1st, 1966, set in the town of Bedrock. In 2013, American Magazine TV Guide ranked it as the second greatest TV cartoon of all time. I would say that would be the Flintstones. Would you agree, Paddy? <laughs> I would agree with that yeah. one, John, yes. <laughs> Bravely put. Bedrock. Slight giveaway there. Right. Question two. 1966 saw the opening in Stillorgan, Dublin, of the first supermarket in which famous Irish chain. The business would remain under its original name, even though ownership changed, until 1997, when it was purchased by UK giant Tesco. I know that one as well. I think it's Quinsworth. John, you're being very quiet yeah. for some reason with these ones. You're like, I'm unsure of myself after the bad start. Like, you know, <laughs> you're saying Quinsworth. I would. I would agree with that. Yeah, I'll, I'll go along with that, yeah. It's correct. It is correct. Quinsworth is indeed the answer. Question three. In 1966, after millennia being crossed by boat and about 50 years being crossed by plane, a new service opened allowing passengers to cross the English Channel using what kind of device? That would be the hovercraft. Oh, John is being very decisive now. That's all. Brilliant. Awesome. This is what we need. Somebody's going to look at video. <laughs> hey, we've all been on Wikipedia. Wikipedia. <laughs> in 1966, question four, the Minister for Education surprised several of his cabinet colleagues when he announced that from 1969, all education up to the intermediate certificate would be free. What was his name? It's uh, D- Donna O'Malley, isn't it? I go with that. Okay, that's correct. Yeah. Right, that's four in a row. Here comes number five for the bonus. Following a decision in that country's Supreme Court, law enforcement officers in the United States started having to, as part of the routine police procedure, ensure that suspects were informed of their rights before being interrogated. For example, the sentence, you have the right to remain silent, etc. Taken from this court ruling, by what name are these rights known? Those are the Miranda rights. Oh, the solicitor in the room got that one. And it's <laughs> I concur. <laughs> I will defer to counsel at this time. <laughs> correct, correct. And the bonus, because that was your five in a row. Well done. Right, that's easy. It's a Cinderella story here, folks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, control goes across, though, to the very patiently waiting Mike and Dave. Your first question, guys. Despite having been a founding member in 1949, in 1966, France left which international organisation, necessitating the hurried relocation of its headquarters from Paris to Brussels? NATO. In 2009, France rejoined the body. Uh, Sorry, NATO, John. NATO, that's correct. 
Next question. In September, the Bechuana Land Protectorate in Africa achieved independence from the United Kingdom with Saretsi Kama as its first president. By what name has the country been known since? Botswana. That is correct, David. Which British tennis player won the French Open singles title for the second time in 1966? It's got to be a woman. It's an ask. Um, British. Oh, it's, I'm Ray, I finally get to start my clock. <laughs> wait a minute. It's, now, I think there is a... Now, her name is... I think her name is... I can't I've got two now. It's Angela something. And in my head, it's Jones, but I've got Mortimer ringing around in my head as well. So it's either Angela Jones or Angela Mortimer, but I think she married and became one. She may have been known as, I think she was known as Angela Jones at the time. Okay. Angela Jones. Okay, I'll be good to you. You said oh, I'm being mean. Well done. You said I'm being mean. It's Ann Jones, but I will it's, be nice. As soon as I said it, I went, it's Ann Jones. <laughs> uh, as soon as I said it, I went, no, it's Ann. Oh. I just I've never went, heard of her. Oh, she does Wimbledon every now and again. The one that isn't Sue Barker. Okay. <laughs> and Jones, the winner of three Grand Slam singles titles, uh, mm-hmm. two French mm-hmm. Opens and a Wimbledon. Next question. In December, the legendary Walt Disney died while producing which film? The last animated feature under his personal supervision. It would be released the following October. Darby, The Jungle Book. That is correct. And now for your... Potential five in a row. Funny in retrospect, what was the five-word name given to the moral controversy sparked in Ireland by a February 1966 episode of the Late Late Show? Let's see, let's come to about the, the Bishop and, and the, the Knighty. <laughs> yes, it is correct. The Bishop and the Knighty is the brilliant title for all of that, Fandango. Following a, long, a live on-air segment called The Newlywed Game. Right, that's another five in a row. Ten questions in. Everything's been answered correctly. So let's go across. John and Paddy. Which toy? A licensed copy of Hasbro's American movable fighting doll G.I. Joe was launched in Europe in January of 1966. Uh, Paddy, do you think that would be Action Man? Action Man was about what I was going to say to you. Yeah, Yeah. we'll we'll go with that. We'll go with that. It's correct. Which side won the All-Ireland Senior Football title for the third year in a row in 1966 with a 110-07 victory over Meath in the final? That would be Galway. (laughs) Here's a clue. You lived there. Ah, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Next question. Featuring the singles Eleanor Rigby and Yellow Submarine, what was the name of the Beatles' seventh studio album released in August of 1966? It's uh, Revolver. Yes, it is. Next question. Which two minor characters from William Shakespeare's Hamlet were promoted to the title of an absurdist existential tragicomedy by Tom Stoppard, first staged at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in 1966? Oh, that's... Are you looking for the characters or yes, the title of the, the characters, play? please. The characters? So yes. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. That is correct. That's four in a row, so here comes your potential fifth. Here we go, John. Come on. On February the 3rd, a Soviet spacecraft became the first to achieve a soft landing on the moon or any other planetary body other than the Earth. This unmanned craft was the ninth sent to the moon by the Soviet Union since 1959 under the title of which space programme? I think, uh, Paddy, I think that could be Luna. I know the the Americans were doing 
ones as well, and it was either Luna or Lunar, and I think the Russians were the Luna probes. Yeah, I go for that. I'm I'm, I'm not big into space or commies, so uh, yeah, I'll go for that. <laughs> Luna is good and gets you. Hey, good stuff. Okay, over we go. Mike and Dave. Which professional golfer, the winner of the Open Championship in 1964, lost his life in July of 1966 at the age of just 32 in an aircraft accident? Ooh. Hang on, you have, an, you have a hard question in the middle of all of these giving? <laughs> yeah, I've got 15 right so far. <laughs> Sorry, you Open, John, or US Open? Uh, he won the Open Championship in 1964. Oh, and he lost his life in 1966? Yes, in in July 1966, at the age of just 32, in an aircraft accident. Bobby, Bobby, lock. Lock. I know everybody else I can think of is alive after 66. Yeah. Lock. I, I, it could be lock. It's okay. the only one I, I think it's lock. <laughs> it is incorrect, I'm afraid. <laughs> Me nerves. <laughs> All right. Uh, you're getting the next question, uh, John and Paddy, but uh, you can get a bonus there. What was the name of that professional golfer, the winner of the Open Championship in 1964, who lost his life in July of 1966? John, no idea. John, do you have a Scooby? No, no I don't no, have. Uh, no, let's, no. Say, um, let's say uh, Jones. <laughs> Always a good play, but I'm afraid it is incorrect. <laughs> the answer is Tony Lima, L-E-M-A, Lima. That could have been there for years. Wow. Wow. Next question for Paddy and uh, John. Which actor and director? You okay? You there? Are you all right? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm, I'm just uh, just, just centering myself. It sounds like you fell off a chair there or something, isn't it? (laughs) Which actor and director, best known for his silent films, in which his trademark was physical comedy with a consistently stoic, deadpan expression, died in February 1960? Kidding me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> are we alright are we alright to pursue there yeah it's your question oh work away <laughs> sorry John was there more of the question or was that it no that was it that was it yes um, John it, it, it must be Charlie Chaplin I surely. would say so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm afraid you were wrong no oh no unbelievable oh, That's, it's Buster Keaton it is Buster oh. Keaton that's correct. Well, now. Well, now. Well. Next question. Okay. 116 children and 28 adults were killed in which village in South Wales in October when a colliery spoil tip collapsed and slid down the mountain above the village, engulfing the local school? That's Abervan. Spelled A B E R F A N. It's pronounced Abervan. Very good. Welsh pronunciation languages uh, lessons from it. I mean, if, you take, if you're going out with somebody who's, who's working and living in Aberystwyth, you get used to how the Welsh pronounce things. Okay. No worries. Um, including Digging and Midterm Break and a poem that shares the title of the collection. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. What was the name of 1966's first major published volume of works by Seamus Heaney? Death of a Naturalist. Very good. And the 20th question of the set. Mm-hmm. I don't think this one will delay you too long either. Which famous racehorse, whose skeleton is now on display at the Irish National Stud, 
won its third successive Cheltenham Gold Cup in 1966. That would be Arkell. Arkell is right. And that brings us to the end of the quiz. So let us go and check out how the scores stand with Clancy. Blue team 21 points. Red team 25 points. So, I can... Good game, chaps. Good game, good game. Good quality game. So, there we go. It's a win for the red team by 25 points to 21. Well done to Mike and Dave, but that was a close one there. Uh, With only about three, four minutes to go, it could have gone either way. So, well done on your win. That's your big lead that you had. And hard luck to... John and Paddy, good battle, lads. Yeah, I thought we had the comeback on oh, for a while. You had like. it in your grasp there. Anyway, but folks. You know, had, had, had we thought a bit more, I think, on, on the Buster Keaton thing, I think I probably would have talked myself out of it to, had we had we spent Donovan time oh, on it. But yeah. <laughs> Donovan time. All right, that's it for us, folks. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next week with another uh, year. And if you're listening to the podcast, stay tuned for some podcast extras. Good night and goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. Podcast Extra. I'm a writer and, I, and I'm an IT specialist and I'm mother of two children. Dear God. Finn, you bastard. Where have you come from? Can you hear me, Greetings, Paddy. Hoping to maintain your tradition of never winning a radio quiz. <laughs> oh, burn. That, that, that burns. That burns deep, Dave. That burns deep. <laughs> I'll have you know that back in the day, I did win something on Larry Gogan's Just a Minute Quiz. So, so, so You're now the only person I've ever met who's done that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, it was just some sort of like collective, uh, you know, sort of like a collective book memory that we've been on it. And uh, yeah. Okay, so are we ready? I want to do the warm-up question. <laughs> John, will you right, just oh, yes, okay. close the door, yeah, please? Sound. Yeah. On we go to round number two. Actually, before we do that, in a podcast outtake, I'm going to toss a coin to see who's going to go first here. John, oh, you're, you're in the room, so you're going to get to uh, say, is it going to be the 10 cent or the Brandenburg Gate? Oh, go with the Bra- Bra- Brandenburg Gate. <laughs> He's here. He's got to get some sort of benefit for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I've dropped on the table, and it is not the Brandenburg Gate. Oh, well. So. <laughs> Fix. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. In September, the Bechuana Land Protectorate in Africa Botswana. achieved independence Botswana. from the United Kingdom. Botswana, Botswana, Botswana. <laughs> I'm going to mute him now. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny John, if I was asking the, for the first president? Start the question over. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I'm used to interrupting people and getting away with it. Okay. In September, the Bechuana Land Protectorate in Africa. Next week on After the Fact. So what I have tonight's warm-up question is, I have in front of me a list of the world's 10 largest deserts. So you just have to, we go around the table and you name one, and you can get, uh, if you get two wrong, you're out. That's the way we've been doing it. So we'll start, for the ease of confusion, we'll start with John, and then we'll go Vinny, and then we'll go Johnny. Go. Um, Gobi. Gobi, yeah, it's the fourth biggest. Vincent, uh, yeah. Sahara. Sahara. 
hard edge, just. I know, Kalahari or something. Kalahari's good. Just sit more close to the microphone, please. Right. Don't be leaning back <laughs> like this. <laughs> right, Kalahari's correct. Back to you, John. That's me out of desert. Uh, ah, go on. <laughs> oh. No, I don't have one. Okay, he's passing. Uh, Vinny. Atacama. Atacama not in the top ten. Pass. Oh, come, on. <laughs> come on, Johnny. Come on. I'm going to make you sit there and I'll give me a desert. Come on. I'm going to say Kazakhstan. <laughs> no, I'm afraid not. Back to you, John. <laughs> Kentucky, I have no idea. I'm just saying place. Kentucky, that lush green yeah, pasture yeah. of the horses, yeah, where yeah. horses are bred. No. <laughs> Vinny. <laughs> it's going to be a good one, I can tell. Siberia. Okay, well, I think everyone has already failed, so I'm as well give you the list. <laughs> well, at least I get two answers. Yeah, yeah true. No I'll give you your credit for that. Yeah. The largest desert in the world. No, I'll go in reverse order. I'll go Dude. in reverse order. Yeah. Yeah. The one in Ten. Gold Coast. The one in Australia. The Great Basin, which is in uh, the southern US, including Texas that's and Arizona. Were, that's the one he was on. Yeah, was except he said Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah, it's like, I, it's 492,000 square kilometres. Mm. Hello. Hello, come in. Very sorry, gents and gents. Oh, yeah. We did the warm-up wrong without yeah. you. So. Cool. We're good. <laughs> just going through the answers. How are we on deserts? How are we yeah, on deserts? Brilliant. Oh. <laughs> Brilliant, actually. Uh, we were quite poor. Really? Well, if you want to sit down right now and give me one of the world's top ten deserts. Chobi. But it's already, we've already had Sahara, Kalahari and Gobi. Um, um, just throw you in there like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of them now. I'm sorry, Gobi, and... Oh, fuck it, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> believe in that. Oh, right. the um, Great Western Desert. She's right, I think. Is that the one in Australia? No. no. Oh. That's in Egypt. Yeah. No, there is one in Australia that's called something different. Oh, the Western Desert. I thought you just mentioned it, but it's not. So, here we go. I'll tell you what they are. At number 10, the Great Basin uh, in American Desert, 492,000 square kilometres. The Syrian Desert... 522,000 square kilometres. Patagonian Desert, down in Argentina and Chile, 620,000 square kilometres. The Great Victoria Desert of Australia, 647,000 square kilometres. Then the Kalahari, 900,000. The Gobi is a million square kilometres. Nobody mentioned the Arabian Desert, all of the Arabian Peninsula, basically. Mm. 2.3 million square kilometres. Then the Sahara, 9 million plus... So it's nine times bigger than the other one. Then the Arctic. Oh. 13.9 million. And bigger again, the Antarctic. Oh, the 14 million square kilometres of desert. Just not 14 sand. million. Right. We're ready to That's go. That's where I was going with Siberia. Yeah, you were. You were all right. Except it's not a desert. Marcella. Uh, Marcella. So we're all John. They're John Cribben and John Cribben. No, but he's going by Johnny and yeah, he's John. John and Johnny he's teammate. John. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. John. yeah. Hi. All right, so I'm going to play the team tune. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, she knows you too well. Right. <laughs> Podcast extra super bonus time. Your first two pieces of information are Peter Norman and Tommy Smith. Sorry, I didn't catch, I didn't catch that, John. Could be because of the very noisy wrap of paper wrinkly there. All right. <laughs> Peter Norman and Tommy Smith. Are you sure it's 66? Because that's wrong to me. 
Oh dear. Oh, it is because Peter. Yeah, that's the wrong. You're at sixty-eight. I'm gonna have to go away, and uh, uh, that's a. <laughs> That belongs in a different episode. Is that another podcast outtake? In case this gets in, Peter Norman's the Australian. Yeah. Tommy Smith is the gold medal. They're the two, they're, Peter, Peter Norman is the guy who doesn't put his hand up in the black power salute oh, yeah. at the Mexico Olympics of 1968, which is a brilliant question for 1966, because I'd have put money then on Tommy Smith winning two years in advance and I'm actually doing it. <laughs> Just about the points. <laughs> guess who the red captain's inviting back for next week? <laughs> I uh, apologize about that, and um, I may have to run off and quickly. I don't know what came over me. I honestly don't. I even have written in brackets 1968 Summer Olympics. <laughs> I mean, I just, what was up with me? I don't know. That's really weird. Okay. Uh... Yeah, Martin, get him a cup of tea, Stat. I'm kind of in a bit of a bind here. someone now. in reserve. Is, is still my man speed there to take over just in case? I think this is why we have Clancy. <laughs> Ahem. Uh-huh. The next clue is going to be Michael Collins and Edwin Aldrin. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm going to have to go and uh, let's proceed with the three questions I have and I'll try and think up of a fourth one before we go, okay? Oh, so there are 366 and 168. Yeah, I'm gonna, obviously I'm not going to use that one now. That was a complete fuck-up. So, um, so I'm going to do my 366s and... We'll, then run away and write another question. Yeah, exactly. We'll have a cup of tea and I'll quickly write a fourth That's question. fine, that's okay. fine. All right. I'll text my wife now and say I'm going to be a bit later than usual. <laughs> Wow, I, I don't know. I was tired. That's the only thing I can say. Okay. All right, so let's forget that all happened. These are not the droids you were looking for. Nor the questions. No. Okay, we tossed a coin there and the red team won it. And they are going to go first. Over we go to John and Patty. Your first question. On 66. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Man is going to be editing today. Continuity, continuity. <laughs> okay. okay, you're a you're a you're a tough master, John. Yeah. You're a tough master. Yes, I'm. I'm now in backlash mode. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, uh, no free rides with John tonight. <laughs> David and Mike, you're next. Right. Back across we go to John and Paddy for your mystery question. <laughs> the fourth question. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this. This is going to be like Johnny Carson of old. This is, this is a multitasking go-go going on over here. So, are you ready, boys? Yep. Your, your, uh, yes, let's go over it. Your question is... <laughs> 